Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Did somebody say playoffs? The NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. So take full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Welcome to another episode of the ISO. I'm Dan Dickow, your host for SB Live Sports on the Believe Podcast Network. Conversations with experts in the field of sports could be players, coaches, athletes, former athletes, broadcasters. Today's is a unique guest in the fact that uh, he has a tremendous amount of experience with the USA men's basketball national team, the managing director, Sean Ford. Sean, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. I believe you're in Colorado Springs these days. How is life? You know, life is good. Life is good. Um, you know, it's, it's actually, uh, I appreciate you having on. It's, a, it's good to talk to you again. Um, been a while, but uh, I'm a big Zags fan uh, with all the guys that have been through, and, and uh, Mark uh, Mark Fuse, a, a good friend and a great guy. I'm actually in Richfield, Connecticut, of all places. Uh, about three years ago, the U.S. basketball gave me the opportunity to work remotely, and so uh, my, my wife's family and my family's back this way, so we're back this way. I think we just got ahead of the curve on working remotely. Um, it seems to be uh, the thing to do now, so uh, we didn't have too much of an adjustment, but it's great to be with you today and uh, and talk basketball and, uh, you know, talk about USA basketball. Yeah, unfortunately, this coronavirus pandemic not only has affected things uh, in, in the U.S., but across the world. One of your flagship events at the youth level, the Nike Hoop Summit, uh, you guys had to put a pause on that. Um, talk about the adjustments that USA basketball has had to make uh, over the recent months um, because of everything that's happened. Well, you know, that that's exactly right. I mean, you know, uh, I always, you know, I think of it as, as uh, you know, Friday the 13th, March 13th seemed to be the day that like everything officially shut down. Um, you know, it seemed like it was heading that way on Tuesday and Wednesday of that week, but yeah, um, we, we, we had to, you know, the Hoop Summit is usually an event in Portland, and uh, that was one of the first things for us that, like, we knew we couldn't do. Um, so, then, you know, we we obviously have our uh, – this this year we had our U18 and U17 competitions that were also canceled and the Olympics being postponed. Um, you know, fortunately the Olympics weren't canceled and they were able to postpone them. Um, but, you know, it, it's uh, – you know, hopefully that all comes off, you know, as scheduled next year. But, um, you know, a lot of um, uh, adjusting of, of, you know, logistics and schedules and, and things like that. And then just trying to, you know, figure out wh- when we can come back. How do we come back? 
And, um, you know, no one knows what the future holds, uh, but you just, you know, you, you want to be proactive. I mean, every, most effective people in the world, you know, have a sense of being proactive and, and it's really hard to be too proactive in the environment that we're in. Yeah, there's a, obviously many events being postponed uh, and rightfully so. And the biggest one in the world of sports would be the Olympics. It's something that you've had an amount of experience of, of helping form these teams over the last 20 years or so. How big of a challenge is it to form the Olympic team, knowing that at times you're going to have to, you know, kind of dance around agent uh, conversations. You're going to have to figure out contract issues that other guys have, as well as put together a team that's going to have great chemistry. Well, you know, it's um, it, it is challenging. You know, it really is. But you know, short of the coronavirus, you know, most of our challenges we're aware of, you know, so they don't necessarily catch us by surprise. You know, we know about them going in. And, and so that's one thing. But the other thing too, that you have to think about is that no one feels sorry for us. You know, like we have our challenges, but you know, other countries, you know, we have our challenges of, all right, which NBA player are you going to pick? Like which great player are you going to pick? Which great coach are you going to have involved? So, um, you know, we do, well, well, we have challenges. We're pretty spoiled as a country, too. We have great players. We have great infrastructure. And so um, we, we just want to try to get it perfect each time. But um, for the most part, um, you know, we're pretty fortunate. But, you know, the, yeah, this would, be, this would be my seventh Olympic team, you know, coming up. And, you know, we, we, we just have to, you know, you have to know what you're dealing with. And you know that you don't, what you control and what you don't control. And, and build a team of, of players that, you know, like, like anything, it's, you know, you're, you're there, it's got to be part of something bigger than yourself, you know, and you got to be willing to sacrifice and you got to, you know, it, it's, it's a, it also is a different, I like to say it's a different sport almost, you know, and so you have to have people realize that um, it's, it's physically tougher, you know, the, the, the physicality of the, game, the international game, the shortness of the game, it's, it's 40 minutes rather than 48. There's really not a lot of coasting. Um, you know, those type of, you know, not being able to stop play and that it's, it's, there's, a, there's an incredible pace to the game. And I think that what people uh, misconstrue the word pace a lot in the game of basketball, it doesn't mean that it's fast. It means that it's more constant. You know, you, know, you can drive a car 100 miles an hour, but you can also drive at 20. You know, the international game maybe not be 100 miles an hour, but it never goes down to 20 either. You know, it, it stays around 50 the whole time. I mean, it's a constant flow. And uh, I think that's, uh, you know, what makes it great, uh, to be honest with you. So players that, that can follow that pace and, and follow that. Uh, but, you know, we have, great, we have great players in our country. And we have to, a lot of times they have so many other things going on in their lives that it, 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 it you want to make sure you end up picking the players that um, uh, are, are able to commit the time because it's a significant time commitment, but also to commit to mentally and physically being there the whole time. I mean, the off season, you know, players have their, their family situations. They have, you know, um, births of children, they have contracts and free agency, you know, all kinds of, you know, uh, that's where a lot of the players get, um, if they're not healthy, they get back healthy and that. And 
Um, so you, you want to stay in touch with all the players and the agents so you know exactly where they are in their lives to make sure it makes sense. So all those things go into play. Um, but the Olympics, a lot of players, they really want to be part of the Olympics. It's a special experience. And, um, you know, we, we've, we've been really fortunate of getting some of the, the, uh, the better players in the league to be available for us. You know, those were some fascinating comments about the pace of play. And I had never heard it described in that way. And, and when I take a quick thought of the game of basketball on the international stage, that makes a ton of sense. And when I look at ever since the dream team, the USA, USA has kind of set the standard for basketball. But ever since then, other countries have risen. But now the USA is taking bits and pieces from the international game, bringing it back to the U.S. And you see it in the implementation of a lot of philosophies on the offensive end in college and in the NBA. Where do you feel USA basketball's role has been truly in the globalization of the game? Well, I think, um, you know, the dream team really kicked it off. You know, that was a, a, a paradigm shift in, in, in basketball where you just, the great players, you know, the, the best players playing together and playing basketball, um, you know, uh, in, in a certain way. And, and you know, like uh, people a lot of times say that like they play basketball the right way. And I always, you know, I, I, it, I never feel comfortable saying that because it, it implies that other people are playing it the wrong way. Um, what I, what I like to say is, is they play advanced basketball. You know, there, there are different levels of basketball. And when you get players that, you know, the game slows down for them, even though it's at a fast pace, but if the players see the game in slow motion and then also see the game, how it's going to unfold, you know, unfold in front of them over the next, you know, 10 seconds based on where everyone is, you know, that's where you start getting advanced basketball. And, and that's kind of what, what I think when you get uh, USA basketball, like we don't have really a, a competitor in the United States. It's just us. So we're the only ones trying to find the best players or the best group of players to play. And when, when you find really good players and they all play, you know, play together and they're playing at an advanced level, um, it's, it's amazing, you know, what can happen. And, and it's, uh, that's kind of what we say is we're a place where, you know, um, it, you know, people learn to play with other good players and then they learn to play against other good players. And so uh, what happens a lot is, uh, in that setting, you have to realize that, um, you know, skill and, and being more skilled than someone is, is a luxury. You know, it, it's not necessarily, you know, you may not always be more skilled. So you, you have to be able to think the game and grind out the game and, and, and rely on other people and instinctively play the game and just not rely on being uh, superiorly skilled. And, and, you know, there's still some people that are so skilled that no matter what, there's, there, there's the superiority that they have is going to carry the day. But it's not always the case. And, and so that's where, you know, we're in a way, um, you know, we're trying um, to, to teach the game uh, in an advanced way for, you know, all players and younger players specifically to prepare them for when they get to that advanced basketball stage. And um, I think the, the, the offensive concepts of a lot of international teams um, 
are really things to follow. And I say that because they usually don't rely on superior athletic ability internationally. So they, they have five moving parts and um, they usually make decisions based on how the defense plays, not, you know, that that's usually what drives their decision-making. And um, you know, that's what that's, that's advanced basketball. If that makes sense to you, like you know, not, not catching the ball and going to do what you're going to do regardless of how the defense plays. You want to catch the ball and, you know, allow the defense. So that, if that, it might be a little bit more in detail, but that's, you know, that, that's the impact that we'd like to make. Yeah, no, that's, that's tremendous in the way you broke that down. You, you mentioned a, a term skilled and then you mentioned an advanced player and, and then you kind of tied it in with a lot of athleticism. I think the greatest example of all of that that I've seen, but then willing to buy into team and play to the role would have been Kobe Bryant in the Olympics. And I don't remember specifically it was 2008 or 2012. Um, I'm sure you can correct me for which year it was. But Kobe was at the peak of his game, yet he took on the role of kind of being the facilitator of everything, willing to pick up full court. Um, when you talked about the blueprint of the players and the teams in that past in the in the previous question, does Kobe and what he did in that time frame fit to a T? You know, it does. I mean, the one thing about Kobe is that, um, you know, I, I feel like he was addicted to competition, like in, in a good way, right? Like he loved to compete, you know, and he, and he loved to win. And um, he didn't necessarily have a preset strategy on what it took to win. He, 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 he saw it unfold in front of him and he did whatever it took to win. A lot of times it would take taking over a game, but, you know, he also knew that, um, uh, he could impact our team in a lot of different ways and, and, and took that, took that on. Um, and, you know, he played, uh, you know, he wanted to guard the, the, the opponent's best player, you know, and, and those, those, those things, you know, they, they have an impact, um, on it. And, and he, 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 he wanted to defer to others because he knew he, he, and I think some of that is, is a sign of respect, you know, because he respected the other players, you know, I, I think what's interesting, I, I tell you, you know, two interesting things about the OA team, um, you know, we hadn't really, exp we hadn't won in a long time and we really hadn't done anything. You know, if you like, we, we, we were, when we were building that team, you know, we, we, we didn't win in 02, we didn't win in 04, we didn't win in 06. So here it is, we're at the 08 Olympics, and the last time we won was eight years. And even when we got to the quarterfinals and we're in the elimination round, um, we still hadn't really, you know, the team was playing well and everyone, you know, was, was you know, kind of excited about the team, but we hadn't experienced anything yet. And, I, you know, the, the two things that come to mind about that team that are interesting to share is, one was, you know, Coach K was masterful at working with those players and building trust collectively and individually. But the one thing that he said is that, you know, a lot of times people say, hey, look, when you're going to be on this team, you got to check your ego at the door. You know, and Coach's philosophy was the exact opposite. You know, he, he said, no, we want your ego. We need your ego. You know, your ego is what, you, what makes you great. He goes, we bring that. He goes, but it just has to be an appropriate ego. You know, it, it needs to be appropriate, but don't leave your ego at the door. We need you, your ego. That's what makes you great. 
you know, and I, th- I thought that was a really, uh, I think it resonated with the players. The other thing that was interesting was, um, you know, he, talking about, you know, Dwayne Wade was one of the most, he was the leading scorer of that team and he was just a powerful presence. But coach had talked to him about maybe having him not start and come off the bench and, and really impact the game in a second wave. And, um, you know, Dwayne really bought into that. And um, when we, when we came in our second lineup, you know, ended up being like Chris Paul and Darren Williams at the guards and Dwayne at the, uh, uh, at the, at the three and even Tayshaun Prince at the four and Chris Bosch moving him to the five. And it was like a, a, an incredible lineup, but, you know, just to, to have the vision to have that come together. But the starting lineup I always think was really interesting because you had Kobe, LeBron, Carmelo, um, uh, and then like even having Dwayne on, on the team and, and being there you know, like Dwight, but you know, the four, you know, Kobe, LeBron, Dwayne and um, Carmelo, they, they kind of like, they wanted, they didn't want to like tell each other what to do, you know, in a way they, they all got along. They're all good friends, but they, they were kind of like here, you know, you do this, you know, they're kind of like kind of figuring out, but they were all willing to be led by Jason Kidd. They, you know, so Jason was the point guard and he led them and, and, and let them all be good at what they did and took advantage of all of them. And Jason only played like 13 and a half minutes a game at the Olympics, but he started the first and second half of every game. And so, you know, those are the things you think about, like I think about is um, that team was, was dominant. Okay. But you think about Jason Kidd only playing 13 and a half minutes a game, but he's, he kind of started the started every half for us and got us going. And Dwayne Wade was our leading scorer coming off the bench. You know, and that, those are the, the sacrifices and the things that make teams great. That's so amazing to hear, you know, uh, Jason Kidd, the leader for those teams, Coach K, the leader as a coach. When I look at, USA basketball and all the different teams that you have at the different levels, world university games, your uh, youth teams, you guys get the best coaches and rightfully so because people are proud to represent their country. But when you guys look to put together a coaching staff to go to any of these large international events, is there any one or two things in particular that you are looking to put together in a staff so the coaches can might have a strength in one area and complement from a coach who has a strength in another? You know, I think for us, uh, it, it's, it's evolved over time. You know, a lot of times it's, has the coach been successful, you know? And, um, and that's, that's really important because you want to want a good coach, but you, you also want, um, you want a coach that uh, is, is comfortable coaching a fast pace. And you want a coach that is a really good teacher and has attention to detail because that's really what it comes down to. That's the separator, particularly at our, our younger teams when we don't always have um, the superior talent or we may have a superior talent, but it, it's not at a, at, a, at a such a significant advantage as maybe we have with NBA players. And so it always comes down to, you know, can you win a close game? Can you, can you make 
you know, make, you know, good plays and, and stops at the end and things like that. So, you know, the ability to teach the game and the, the ability to um, attention to detail and, and also, you know, from a rounding out of the staff, you want coaches that get along well together because you, you can't teach the team to have unity if you're, if your coaching staff doesn't. Um, but in dealing, you know, discipline and dealing with other, dealing with good players. Um, but at the same time, I mean, the discipline's the most important thing um, of, of putting together the team and the attention to detail that those are things that, that we feel are, are really, really important. I had the honor to, to represent our country and play for USA basketball back in college. It was the 2001 uh, World, World University Games, Games in, in Beijing. In Beijing, uh, yeah. Unfortunately lost. Um, well, you guys, it's funny. You, you had a, a controversial goaltending call against China. Ming, right? Yep, um, in, the, in the semifinals. Yep. And I still, you know, not that we can get an independent counsel for this or anything like that, but – um, I still wonder a little bit. It was the World University Games, and I don't know that Yao Ming and Mank Batir and Wang Zhuzhu were actually uh, uh, attended school that year or the year after. So um, we'll just kind of chalk that one up as to, you know, the ho- home cooking. I, I completely agree with that because I do remember uh, I had heard the name Yao Ming before and I knew Mank Batir and Wang Zhiji were playing in the NBA and it was kind of a head scratcher. Like we're all college guys, myself, Juan Dixon, uh, Lynn Greer, yeah. and a couple other guys on that team. Yeah. Lonnie Baxter. In their yeah. home arena. And you're right with the home cooking, but it was a tremendous honor. And one of the other things that I really appreciated about being a part of that was, you know, we traveled the world. We got to see a, a Beijing, China. We had time to go see the Silk Market. Uh, you guys had uh, an opportunity for, for many of us to go see the Great Wall of China. And that's something that, um, honestly, if you look behind me uh, on this Zoom call, you'll see me standing on the uh, Great Wall of China. Oh, cool. You have traveled the world with USA Basketball, going to different events. Is there any one travel memory or experience that you look back and just – uh, shake your head and just think, wow, that was amazing to be a part of. Uh, you know, there's so many of them. Um, you know, the Beijing Olympics is, is a really fond memory for me. And, um, you know, a lot of it was, it, it was a fun Olympics. It was, you know, they did a great job hosting. Um, but, you know, for me, um, it was a little bit of a, culmination of, you know, I, I took over the men's national team program in 2001, you know, and, and, and we, we stumbled in, in, in four in Oh two Oh four Oh six, you know, and you don't like anything when you're, it, you just keep on trying and you keep on trying and, and like it, you know, I couldn't, you know, I just felt like for me, uh, like I wanted to, I wanted to win, you know, and, 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 and that was the first one and all the work that went into it and, and the way we did it. Uh, you know, that was, that was like, I, I think back on that. And then, you know, they're all just so unique and so special to be honest with you. Cause then, you know, then it's, it's 10, it's 12. It, you know, we, we were able, we were on a little bit of a roll, but you know, it's, it's, it's equally, um, you know, to, to be quite honest with you, I, I almost feel like a, a, an older coach now with what I would say to you is that, Probably the best experience for me now is 
when I, uh, I like to go visit NBA locker rooms, you know, when the teams first get there, you know, and, and go in and, and, and go see some of the players. And, um, you know, after doing this for 25 years, there's usually multiple players on each team that we've worked with. And probably the greatest satisfaction is to, to go um, visit players and, and, and come across and, and sit and talk to players who we had experiences with, much like this right here. You know, like this is really fun for me um, to be able to talk and, and see how like, you know, these, when you're, you're in Venezuela in 2002, with U18 team and it's Carmelo and Darren Williams and Chris Bosch and Andre Iguodala, you know, and then six years later, you know, they're on the Olympic team, you know, and, and to, to have that, that grow and then, and now see them, you know, talk to Darren and talk about his kids and his family. And, you know, it, that, that's, what's really um, refreshing is to go back and, and I remember them as great memories, but to make sure that other players think about it, like for you to say, Hey, look right behind me, that's me with USA basketball and the great wall. Like, you know, we impact people's lives, you know, and then those people that we've impacted are impacting other people's lives. You know, that's what you really feel. That's what you feel good about Cause then it goes beyond basketball, you know, like, uh, uh I, um, I tech, um, you know, you, you follow social media and just, it was 10 years ago um, this week that we won our U17 world championship. It was the first U17 ever that FIBA ever had 10 years ago. And Brad Beal was the MVP and they were showing some highlights on a FIBA Twitter feed. So I copied the link and I texted to Brad and I just said, you know, Hey, how about this 10 years ago? And, you know, sure enough, like 10 minutes later, he calls me and we have a conversation and the conversation leads to um, more him talking about he has two kids under two and my kids and that I have twins. And then I forgot he has his younger brothers are twins. And, you know, so the, the, like for me, that's what I like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's winning and competing and all of that stuff that goes into it. But then what it leads to is really kind of cool. That is cool. I, I love hearing stories um, from people like yourself and other guests that we've had on the show and, you know, there's lots of experiences of winning games, tournaments, titles, championships, etc. But so many people in positions like yourself have made similar comments about at the end of the day, it comes back towards the relationships that are developed when you're working towards a common goal. So I love that. So, uh, Sean, really appreciate you taking some time. Yeah, this is fun. Me on, on the ISO, I wish you uh, continued health back on the East Coast and – uh, I look forward to watching USA basketball again next summer when hopefully everything is is well. So thanks again. I really appreciate you joining. Great, no problem. If you tell coach, if you see Coach View walking around, rocking around town, tell him I said hello. ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.